Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You look so cute today. I, oh, thank you. So do you. You're having the best hair day. Thank you. It started off as like the worst hair day, but it's really turned itself around. I don't think I have ever recovered from a bad hair day in, in the same way that you just have. So I would uh, give yourself some massive props onto what's going on over there. Well, full disclosure, I only fixed the front. So the back still, the back still looks like this. <laughs> I was watching something really the other day and I was like, did they only do the front of her head? And I think it was Love Island or some terrible trash we've been watching, but I think that they legitimately did her whole head of hair, but then probably touched up the front pieces when it was falling, like as they were filming and then thought, oh, she's not going to like go anywhere. And then she did. And I'm like, she, it legitimately looked like my hair's curled right now. If I just had the back straightened, it was hysterical. I'm like, we didn't think about that. Yes. You know what? They probably just did do the front and didn't think they would see the back. Cause when like when you're not going to see the back, there's no time to do the whole head of hair. You just do the part you're going to see. Totally. So I had a good laugh about that, but I like that you're pulling off a very mullet kind of hairdo. You are very business in the front and very party in the back. In the back. I don't know what kind of party this is, but the 2020 party, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be whatever it wants to be. Um, I, am so happy to see a Christmas tree behind you because the season is upon us and dare I say I've maybe been filled with a bit of holiday cheer unexpectedly for this time of year yeah I um like are you usually a Grinch or what's the you just feel like this year is sad (laughs) well I would say the number one word used to describe me typically is Grinchy so yes um no here's what I actually had the epiphany of first of all it's so so sad I haven't seen my family in almost a year so like this time of year is making it extra hard and I know lots of people are in the same boat and if their families aren't even as far away as mine are they just can't see them anyway so we're definitely that is like a sad piece of things but this time of year is normally bananas busy and you're running around doing a million things trying to juggle so much and like work tends to be really busy for me at this time of year which it still is thankfully but I don't have any social engagements so I think the reason I've been able okay so all of that would make it seem like I shouldn't have holiday cheer but we got our Christmas tree we decorated our house I was inspired by people around the corner hanging their lights outside blasting Christmas music looking so happy and I was like okay I'm going to do the same. I'm going to blast the Christmas music. We're going to decorate and be holly and jolly and all those things. I baked Christmas cookies. I had preemptively bought coconut milk eggnog like a month ago because it doesn't go bad. It's probably going to kill me, which is fine. So I had all the makings for like holiday cheer and I just leaned into it and I baked the best shortbread cookies I've ever made by accident and had some eggnog and decorated our house and watched Christmas movies. I that sounds great I yeah I mean I think I feel like everyone else does right now like it's just kind of like it's very up and down like it's such a bummer like because you know it's gonna be crappy (laughs) yes oh the crash is gonna come for me yes it's like very high and very low and then Mm -hmm. yeah and just like I mean obviously we all know there's no holiday parties or like gatherings with friends and that's like I've accepted that but it sucks yes yeah I also did the same thing I kind of was just like feeling very up and down about it so I was like just plow through and put the Christmas tree up. Yep. That's the only Christmas decor in my house besides like the lights on the front of the house. Yeah. Um, I have yet to get the rest of it out, but I mean, it helps a little bit. I do like the lights. They're pretty. 
it's so pretty and it's relaxing at night and I just love having the lights on the tree and we got a real tree which was really fun and and like it wasn't fun getting it it was super weird but whatever it is what it is but it was just like nice to have that moment and then we actually put a kibosh on watching reality tv after dinner for the month and we are watching a christmas movie a day oh and it's been really fun and we like put our phones down and we've been watching a christmas movie at night and i must say it's going very well isn't that a cute little tradition you started a little tradition just doing the and so i think because i'm like taking a sec and slowing down which I normally do not have the luxury of doing I'm trying to see that as the silver lining of the impending heartbreak that will come as the holidays get closer there is part of it that's yes a little bit slowed down and that's nice um there's part of me that is really happy to be done Christmas shopping when I am not normally at this time of year but I was like right wanted to make sure I had everything on time like if stuff needed to be shipped or stores were going to be closed. So that's like kind of a relief. I might even start wrapping my Christmas presents. Oh my God. Who am I? But normally I'm very like raring to go for Christmas and like yes. full of Christmas spirit and so excited yes. to decorate. I feel like I'm kind of having to like drag myself to do it. But in the end, once it's up, it's nice. So anyway, yeah. I feel like that's a little bit how everyone's feeling right now. Totally. I did find that like putting my phone away, turning on NSYNC Christmas while I made dinner. Well, the best Christmas album. The best Christmas album. There's so many good Christmas songs on that album, but I, it's helped. And then we've been like flip-flopping between classic Christmas movies and ones that we haven't seen before. So yes. we've watched, Jordan never saw Love Actually from start to finish. So we watched what? that. I know. I will say this. I also forgot some critical scenes in that movie even though I feel like I've seen it 300 times it's it holds up love actually is wonderful of course I watch it every year it's the best and then we watched what did we watch oh how am I already forgetting I'm only four days into this we've been we've been watching classic Christmas movies too my son's five now so he's like Mm. He was very, he's been very into Elf for the past couple yes. of years, like his main Christmas movie and like the kid ones, but we let him watch Home Alone for the first time this year and that like blew his mind apart. Um, and then he found out that there, there was a Home Alone 2 and then like it was like the greatest, like it was like it was Christmas. Oh, I love like, that. That's there was so another sweet. One. So um, yeah, we've been watching stuff like that, which is fun. That's really fun. I... I'm totally blanking on the first one that we watched. This is so embarrassing because this is like a four day old tradition. But anyway, it's been going well. It's really fun. And I would say this, I've been sliding in my Netflix garbage Christmas movies as well. And like for Jordan to watch? No, (laughs) he draws the line. Like he'll watch basically anything. What did he think of the princess switch switched again? (sighs) Okay, look, I will say this. I live documented me watching The Princess Switch 2 on the weekend. I got a lot of feedback from people who wouldn't even DM us because I think they were embarrassed that you would read the comments. So I was getting texts from people being like, I don't want your friend to think that I'm a weirdo, but I will also watch this. And I was like, I love that people are scared of the judgment. So I won't out anybody. More people than I would have thought watched The Princess Switch 2 switched again. I will say that our friend Courtney, I don't think she would mind that I exposed this, got her daughter to watch the first one and her five-year-old was like, "Hmm, 
I don't know why they would think they could get away with this. And I was like, Not yeah, lying. yeah, exactly. Ooh, in the second one, when there were three Vanessa Hudgenses, Vanessa's Hudgens, ben- ben- <laughs> the, I don't even know, Vanessa's Hudgens. I like that. We'll just drop the plural off of her last name. There were, there were so many of her. There were no berets. You know what? Okay. I've only watched half of it so far. So first of all, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm judging them. Like I would just tell you to go listen to our episode from a year ago where we talked (laughs) about this for like an hour, literally. It's why we watched it again. Um, I've only watched half of it so far. And I like, I was very disappointed. First of all, like no berets in sight. Not at all. Pointed on your behalf. I was like, Sylvia's Thank gonna you. Up by this. I did think that third Vanessa Hudgens wore some other interesting headwear. Yes, she did. She did. But also the thing I can't ever, here's why I think I can't enjoy these movies sometimes. I can't mm-hmm. get past the fact that they're clearly identical triplets from the same womb and no one seems bothered by this. Like she's just like, oh, there's another one. Oh, hey, hey. Like, like why me. do you look exactly like me you're my, and then you're this, my, I have an identical twin and now I have a third we're clearly identical triplets but I'm just like oh hey hey what's up and the fact that she casually sort of enters this third one they're like well I guess there is sort of a resemblance yeah there is <laughs> Yeah, because you're the same person. And I get, I don't know, is it maybe supposed to be a joke? Because like, obviously we know it's Vanessa Hudgens, but like in the world, I'm like, why can someone please have a bigger reaction to this? That's all I want for someone to be like, oh my God, there's another one. Like, please, like you came from the same egg. Yeah. what I'm saying. And no one's grasping that. And then to your point, one of them is, well, now two of them are royalty. So, like, you should be flipping shocked. Now, I will say this. I really like to find doppelgangers. So, like, anything that we're watching, I'm like, oh, don't you think that person looks like this? And don't you think that person looks like this? Like, I get so excited about, like, finding out who looks like each other. And then I was telling my mother-in-law this at some point in my life. And she was like, well, 23andMe is showing people that their family exists all over the world. And it's like, oh, yeah. So it's entirely possible that your doppelganger is related to you, which I didn't really ever think about, which I think is actually a very good point. I mean, it is a very good point, except that they're not doppelgangers. They're the same person. Oh, sorry. So that's what I was going to get back to is that they are. So if your doppelganger like looked, think about just running into someone who someone was like, oh, that person looks like you. And I also think that other people see a resemblance faster than you'd see someone that you think looks like you because we just don't see ourselves the same way. But if your DNA was 100% the same, like I freak out when I get like a close match on someone of Love Island that I like know, I'm like, oh my God, they look exactly like each other. If you had the exact same DNA, I'd be pooping my pants with joy. So just a reaction. I agree with you. Just like um, some reaction. Just give something. Just give me something instead of like, oh, hey, it's, hey. Can we write to the writer? Yeah. Yes. Please. Or Vanessa personally, because you know next year there's going to be another movie, and then for sure someone's going to have a kid by this point who's also going to look exactly like them. Oh my goodness! Okay, I'm going to watch the rest of it um, this weekend. I think okay. I left off at the point where it seemed like possibly third Vanessa Hudgens was going to kidnap one of the other Vanessa <gasps> Hudgenses. Oh, okay. It seems like that's where it's going. It hasn't happened yep. yet, so yeah, 
I want to say I'm intrigued to see what happens, but I'm not really, but I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. And I will say that it will for sure finish watching it. I mean, you've already gone halfway. And I will say that what I like about third Vanessa Hudgens is that she's a departure from the other two Vanessa Hudgenses. Yes. Like yes, sassy, she is, which I she's, she's very sassy and fun. I like mm-hmm. her. So I do um, like that. And, and then I do like that Gunner from Nashville who didn't have a British accent in Nashville gets to be his true self in this film. He, who, okay. Has he not appeared on screen yet? Or am I like missing who he is? Oh, he's the, um, he's married to Baker, Vanessa Hudgens, who's now the princess of whatever. That guy? Yes. Did you, oh my oh. God. I never <laughs> put that together. He's very boring in those movies. <laughs> Some might say he's very boring also in Nashville. Jordan hated him in Nashville so much. Okay. Not I never, him, his character. Like, it's not yeah. his fault. I never got I'm sure deeply, he's lovely. I never got deeply, too deeply into that show. So maybe that's why I didn't recognize him right away. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, so he's like, yeah um, he's, so is but he's he British? He's British in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets to, like, let that shine. I also want to quick, I know we're again talking for one hour about the Princess Witch, but it's important to note that at the beginning, she's judging a baking contest mm-hmm. of the most basic cakes I've ever seen in my life. If the princess of a country was coming to judge a baking show, I would hope that the cakes would be more extravagant. And also, I feel like when she, this is the baking competition that she was in in the first one, right? Where yes. like, someone unplugged her oven and um, that was like the the sabotage of the movie yeah um I feel like it was a much bigger production than and here it seemed to be like literally a person with a cake outside in a tent yes that had like a piece of garland wrapped around it and I was like well I could have done that I'm sucky at baking cakes if anyone saw my Instagram stories where we tried to recreate the Arc de Triomphe last weekend uh, I can assure you I would not be winning any baking contest but I could have won that one they used all their budget on the third Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> I it's actually crossed my mind that I would like to see the contract of anybody who has to play more than one character in a movie, like Parent Trap, do, um, like the Nutty Professor. Give me all of the people who had to play like so many of the same people. Do you get paid appropriately by character or just flat rate? I need to know. Or any soap opera where someone played their <gasps> yes. For sure on soap operas, they're making bank. Okay. Anyway, I do I <laughs> anyway. do want everyone to know there's no judgment. Watch whatever Christmas movie or holiday movie if you're not celebrating Christmas, also fine. Watch the things that bring you joy, especially more now than ever. Oh, please. I always want to know about your trash TV watching. Like, don't ever think I'm going to judge you. Like, whether you loved <laughs> it or you want to make fun of it. We're here. Well. I will say this. I, the movie we watched last night, we got Disney Plus yesterday. We had never, considering how much we love Disney, didn't even think about getting Disney Plus because we subscribed to like every other thing. And then we were like, oh, well, I bet you there's like a ton of good Disney Christmas movies, so we should probably get it. So we subscribed to Disney Plus. Both of us were like, oh my God, what have we been thinking? Never having this. It looks like the best. Um, we watched the movie last night called Noel with Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Delightful. It's pretty cute. Did you watch it? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, it's so cute. I so cute. sobbed so much crying. Did you? <laughs> Got me it. right in the heart. And then the other thing we discovered was that Jordan thought that that's who would play me in a movie. And I've always thought it would be 
Reese Witherspoon is who I would get, but I think he might be right because she's kind of like oh, fast talking and quirky and whatever. Yes, Anna Kendrick in a blonde wig. I could see that for sure. So yeah. that was that casting decision was made yesterday. And the number of berets worn in that movie was to my liking. Oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> it was appropriate. The clothes, <laughs> actually, her outfits in general were really fun. I actually really thought she looked super cute. Yes, that movie was adorable. Yes, I can absolutely see her as you, the story of Sylvia. Yeah, blonde wig. Yeah, she's tiny. She talks fast. Yeah. I said and fast. then it fast. Then it <laughs> occurred to me that if that's who's going to play me, then I think Reese Witherspoon could play you. Uh, I'm going to say no. But Who would you have as you? I don't know. Her energy is like a little perky, I think, for me. Well, maybe. But I feel like aesthetically she could be you. You almost need like, who would be your energy? Who would play you in a movie? Have you thought about this? Am I putting you on the spot now? Um, you are putting me on the spot. Okay, I'll think about it. I'm sure there's a good answer. Get back to me. There's a, there's for sure a good, a good answer. I like this. I like this game. I just was so shocked because I always identified as being a Reese Witherspoon. And now I believe I'm an Anna Kendrick. Just really took me for surprise. surprise. No, I feel like that is just spot on. Okay. Well, it's been decided. I will report back to the other half of my household and let them know it's been approved. Perfect. Well, I mean, like, I will think about it. Obviously, if they're like casting this right away, I will. <laughs> There's no big cat. Well, then you're going to need to figure out who you are because the beauty and stuff is casting the story <laughs> of our lives. I'm going to need you to, to find you pretty quick here. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. Should we talk about what we're actually talking about today? Sure. But oh, before we do that, you got a really exciting purchase the other day, finally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I finally, okay. I don't think this is exciting to anyone, but you like someone might. I'm really excited though. You might throw your phone across the room that we're talking about this again. But on uh, Black Friday, I finally took the plunge and my husband and I got the Instant Pot Duo Crisp with the air fryer lid. It was on like mega sale. He actually like props to my husband for like going out to a store and he like wasn't going for that, but he sent me a picture of it and was like, is this the thing you want? It's like a really good price. And I was like, yes, you snatch it up. Like, good for you. <laughs> That's the best. Props <laughs> so to him he, for sure. Yes. So he did. Um, and it's very exciting. So right now I would say it's more of a very expensive potato cooker, mm -hmm. but like it's only been a week. So I'm okay. like, I am going to dive into it more. I'm a little afraid, like I'm a little intimidated by the pressure cooker part, which I feel like most people probably are. And you just kind of do it and then, then you will get more into it. But I'm excited for like, like other stuff that we can do with it. Oh, also my husband very intrigued about the jerky and he like wants to know everything <gasps> that you do, like the cuts of beef, the spices. Like, oh, I I'll send like, you a tutorial. Like, oh, well, what's she using? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I'll send you the link. I found my own. I've been making my own marinade. I really love making my own jerky. And then the other thing I do is I get like a piece of meat, get everything ready. And then I actually freeze part of it before I make it jerky so that I have like a reserve for when we run out. Right. That's amazing. So I'll send you all the things because okay, it's yeah. very exciting. Um, it is an expensive potato cooker, but are they not the best potatoes you've ever had? The potatoes, I mean, the potatoes are wonderful. I can't complain. No, you will get more comfortable. It is a learning curve. And it's just like, I now use it without even thinking about it. Um, but at the beginning, I found I was very nervous about it because it is a little bit 
like it's kind of scary, but once you're into it, I don't think you will ever regret making this purchase. I'm so excited for you. I honestly use it, especially like since the weather changed and we put the barbecue back in the garage, I'm using it every single day. I also think I'm just like overwhelmed a little bit by options of what you can do with it right now. Right. Do I even start? Like, what do I make? Yes, that is tricky. And I would say I've only scratched the surface. Like I know how to use the air fryer. I know how to use the dehydrator and I can pressure cook. There's also 1700 more options than that though. Yeah. So I don't know. There truly are. So, and people are making like cakes in them and stuff. I don't know. That still confuses me. Yeah. I have an oven. I'm still going to like bake things in other ways, but anyway, I'm very excited for you. Okay. Well, thank you. Congratulations. I will, uh, yeah. I will keep you guys posted obviously on how I fare <laughs> my new, with my new friend. Um, oh, and you can make kale chips. It's just so exciting. The possibilities are endless. I, I promise you life, your life has just changed one week ago. I promise you, I'm never going to make a kale chip, but I'm I like that you think that. <laughs> okay. Well, you're welcome. You might try one day. If you, if you ever get handed a bunch of kale, like I did, you might end up in a situation where it just okay. happens to you. Okay. I, never, didn't, never. I didn't choose the kale life. It chose me. Um, okay. The reason that we are also here today is that we've been talking a lot on social, on like all kinds of different mediums about the importance of shopping local this season and how you can support small businesses and the businesses that we love. And we have a fun guest here today. Yes. You were able to like have a little chat with uh, someone very fun from a brand that we love. We do. So Ariel Goff is from Bailey Fragrance. It's a hypoallergenic perfume company based in Halifax. I adore them. They basically brought pink sugar back into my life, but in a way that helps me support small business and is hypoallergenic, which is pretty cool. Um, her story's amazing. She is a pretty phenomenal lady and we had a great little chat. Okay, um, so yeah, we hope you guys enjoy and we're gonna play that for you now. excited today because we are talking to Ariel Goff, who is one of the co-founders of Bailey Beauty. They are a fragrance company based in Nova Scotia that I have fallen in love with. And I'm so happy to have Ariel here today to tell us the history of her company, all the amazing things that she's doing, and just to chat about beauty and stuff, of course. So without further ado, I'm Sylvia. I'm Ariel. And this is Beauty. And Stuff. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you. I feel like we've been um, in each other's universes for a little while, but today's actually the first time we're meeting. You've been in my digital series, Your Two Cents, a couple of times, and today's the day we finally come together. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited to dive into the conversation. (laughs) Me too. So (laughs) I love your story I think that they call it like in a rom-com world a meet cute if it's like the appropriate term for how uh you and Edwina came together so do you want to tell me a little bit about before Bailey even started how you found your partner in crime 
Yes, absolutely. So I was working in politics at the time and I worked with Edwina's mom. And every time that I would speak to her mom <laughs> on the phone or I would see her in person, she would say, you're so much like my daughter. When she moves to Halifax from New Brunswick, you have to meet her. And I thought, okay, who, who is this lady? <laughs> who is her daughter? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so when Edwina did end up moving to Halifax, we went for coffee. But the funny thing was that her mom came with us. And we were about no, 20, she 24, 25 years old. But her mom sat there and introduced us and facilitated the conversation. So it almost felt like an adult play date. Uh, but I we imme- love that. <laughs> we immediately hit it off and just knew we wanted to start a business together. We're both very ambitious people. And um, we both had never started businesses at that point. So it was just a natural fit. And we started brainstorming from there. That's amazing. Are you still super tight with Edwina's mom as well, too? Like, she's your matchmaker. Yes, I speak to her mom all the time. She is my second (laughs) mother. (laughs) That's incredible. I think those stories are all really funny because I used to have a coworker when I started, um, do you remember Empire Theatres back in the day? Yes. So I used to work for Empire Theatres, and when I started working there, one of the women in the office was on mat leave and my boss kept saying like when kelly comes you're gonna love her so much and i was like you don't know me how do you possibly know you know that kelly and i are gonna get along so well and the day that she came back from her maternity leave she came into my office and sat down and about 45 seconds later i was like are we best friends and so sometimes people just know you better than you know yourself that is very true so I love I love people who can kind of dig in and friend matchmake. I have a fairly terrible track record matchmaking human beings like in a love setting, but friends I have an excellent track record on, which is always nice. Okay, so when I need new friends, I know where to come. <laughs> yes, please come find me. I'd be happy to matchmake you with some new people. Okay, so I'm obsessed with your meet cute story and how you got there, but tell us about what your product actually is. What is Bailey? Bailey is a hypoallergenic fragrance company. Um, by hypoallergenic, we all would like to say that it's good for people with fragrance sensitivities. It's non-toxic. It doesn't include any of those harsh chemicals that you can find in some of your best-selling perfumes. We're also cruelty-free and vegan. Amazing. That's so cool. So if my memory serves me correctly, one of your moms actually has a fragrance sensitivity that's pretty severe, right? Yes, that's my mom. So okay. growing up, I could never wear perfume. Anytime my mom smelled any type of scent, I mean, if there was paint, if we were painting, that would even wow. bother her. So she would have to lay down. She would get nauseous. She would have severe headaches. So fragrance was a no-no for me. And right. I remember when Edwina, Edwina was the one who had suggested we start a fragrance company. It did pique my interest because I thought, well, you know, I could never wear scent. But Mm. what if there was something out there for people who are like my mom? So as we did our research, we started to learn about some of those harmful chemicals that can be found in fragrances and why they may trigger an allergic reaction. And then from there, we were able to look at, okay, what are the things that we don't want in our fragrances? And then what are some things that can can make the scents more mild? And that's when we decided to go with a coconut oil base. Really amazing. It's um, so all of your scents are in rollers. Yes. And is that sort of the difference between like how you get the scent to kind of stay on and last? Because I don't find that it dissipates very quickly, even though there's, you know, the harmful things that tend to make it really cling to you. I, like I smell what I put on for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. It is the oil base. So what you'll find mm-hmm. is with an alcohol based fragrance, when you spray it, the first thing that you smell is the alcohol. 
And we know okay. that alcohol evaporates quite quickly. So your right. typical alcohol-based fragrance will last you about three to four hours. But if there's something that's an oil-based, it will last you about six to eight hours. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I need to tell you how why I fell in love with you more than just your story. So I admittedly, first of all, a sense for me, it makes me a bit sad because there's such a nostalgia for my early days of like junior high and high school. We used to buy the travel bottles of Gap Dream and take them to the LeBrun Center, which you may be familiar with since we grew up in the same area. Um, So we'd go watch hockey games at the LeBrun Center. And I swear to you, every girl in the bathroom was putting Gap Dream on them. So the bathroom reeked of Gap Dream. And when I smell that, I get taken to like this such a innocent time in our lives where we were just like at hockey games trying to, you know, talk to cute boys wearing our little travel gap dream. So quite a nostalgia there. Life was simple back then. (laughs) It was so simple. And it was like real. I mean, that smell now, I don't think I could ever wear it again, but it it takes you to a time of simplicity for sure. Um, And we also all smelled the same. So it's not like (laughs) there was a unique situation going on. There's no signature scents going around. Oh, no. It was like mass. We might as well just have had like a giant bottle that we shared. So then I discovered pink sugar from a girl that I thought was like very cool later on in my life when I was maybe like like early university days. And I love that like sweet kind of um, cotton candy kind of smell. And so I have been wearing pink sugar for a year, like signature scent. That was me. I was like, I love smelling like cotton candy. So when I learned about you and went on your website, the notes in your roller, I was like, that sounds like it could be pink sugar. Mm -hmm. So I bought it. And when it showed up, I was like, Oh my God. And I, my mind was blown and I threw away my bottle of pink sugar and I've never (laughs) gone back to it again. And I will tell you the compliments that I get from people wearing Bailey, it's wild. I love it. And then I love being like, Oh, but let me tell you the story. Cause it's so much better than the end of the rack now at shoppers for 20 bucks buying like teenager perfume that I was wearing. Wow. I mean, I love hearing that. And I will say that excellence is my favorite as well. I love the sweetness of it. Um, I was a product candy fan. Oh, okay. And so that reminds me a lot of product candy. It's a lot more sweet than product candy. Yeah. But I'm definitely a sweet gourmand. So I, I know exactly what you're saying. I love it. We are cut from the same cloth. So when you were coming up with your line I mean obviously you have excellence you have um brilliant as brilliance as well too um how did you actually come up with the smells and what you wanted and how you wanted your line to smell like I feel like that's such an interesting path to have to go down Mm-hmm. I will say that neither myself or Edwina, we, we don't have a background in fragrance. So this was all okay. new to us and we had no idea how to <laughs> even get started. We toyed right. around with um, making the scents ourselves. We always hear these founder stories where someone's like, yeah, I just made the lipstick by starting in my kitchen. And and totally. <laughs> we're like, ah, that's probably not us. I mean, Edwina loves those type of things more than I do, but I'm, I, right. I wasn't so keen on the idea. We started to look at different manufacturers and with beauty products, sometimes it's difficult to find a manufacturer because you're a small business. You don't have a large budget. And so we couldn't really meet the minimum quantities for some of the larger fragrance houses. Uh, So we then were able to find this really great uh, manufacturer um, in New York and she's, she's a woman and she's a small business owner. And we Love just, it. we, she shared the same values that we did. 
And once we found her, we asked her for just some samples. And she sent us about, I'd say, 25 samples. We just Amazing. started smelling everything that we could of hers. And we fell in <laughs> love with her formulations. And we were able to choose from there. Amazing. So she kind of like white labels to you. Like you can build out what you want. And then that becomes a Bailey fragrance ultimately. Yes. Okay. Very, very cool. I love that. And so when you went down this path, you... I love that you have no background in this at all because it's such a it's such a scary thing to start your business. I'm also a small business owner myself too. And so it's a really scary thing to go down the path of working for yourself, especially like you were working in politics before. I had a corporate marketing job. Like it's you come from a world that's pretty safe and reliable and steady, even if the days are stressful and whatever's kind of going on. To go into the world of entrepreneurialism, I think first of all, gravitating to women like the um, fragrance house that you found in New York, that's such a powerful um, person to have found along your way to do that. But how how have you kind of navigated this journey to get yourself where you want to be and where do you want to keep going to? What a great question. Uh, for me, I think business is all about trying and pivoting and failing and trying again and pivoting mm-hmm. and failing. As I mentioned, we had no idea what we were, we were doing when we started this fragrance company. And I will say when Edwina said, let's start a fragrance company, I looked at her and I said, that sounds easy. Let's do it. (laughs) Those were my exact words. So, you know. Famous last words. Yes. (laughs) Safe to say it has not been easy. We didn't anticipate the um, difficulty of actually selling a fragrance online. So currently we don't Mm -hmm. have retail locations. But unlike, I'd say your makeup or uh, even your skincare, for makeup, you can see the results. It's color. Right. Um, with your right. cosmetics, you see before and after. Uh, with skincare, sorry, you see before and after. You see, okay, I had you know, blackheads and I use this product and I don't anymore. But with right. fragrance, it's such an emotional and personal experience. So how do you mm-hmm. actually market that? Yeah. And uh, how do you actually raise brand awareness in a saturated market? So these are right. all of the things we've had to learn by trial and error and trying things. Um, for example... Um, sometimes Facebook marketing or Facebook ads work for some companies. For us, it doesn't yep. necessarily work with a fragrance. Mm-hmm. So we've had to find um, you know, more personal ways to connect with our customer, but that is all about just trying as much as we could early on, figuring right. out what worked, and if it didn't work, stopping it really quickly because you, you don't yep. have time or the money to waste, and then you know, continuing to figure out what works and investing more in that. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's really interesting that you touch on that because my background has been in big brand marketing and social media marketing. And I've found that a lot of times when people come to me for help, they're like, how do I get better Facebook ads? And I, whether I've been working on for myself or within large companies, sometimes you have to tell people like, just because the platforms exist, don't mean they're the right ones for you. And so you've really got to figure out what is the right one for you. And so when you're, you know, when I was working for larger companies, they had much more money and time to invest in trial. You don't have that when you own your own business. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I put makeup on six minutes before I started talking to you today. Um, and it's the middle of the day because my day has been so hectic that that's just the reality of life as an entrepreneur. So I think the idea of looking at, you know, where your customer base actually is versus the social platforms that make you think you need to be there is a really smart way to look at things because they just might not work for you. And that doesn't mean it's not, your business won't be a success. It just means that your your audience might not be where you thought they were. Yeah, that is exactly true. And it's just about 
Um, I think business is always about not being so wedded to one idea. Um, yes. Oftentimes, I think business owners is like, okay, I'm going to start this business. It's going to take off. I'm going to get sales coming in. That was not our experience at all. Right. I mean, I think there was a point where we were getting like one sale a month. And I thought, wow. oh my goodness, um, <laughs> what are we doing wrong? You know, what is this even worth continuing to do? But right. at the end of the day, it's just continuing that trial and error process. And eventually something works. Luckily, we're not only doing one sale a month anymore. <laughs> Amazing. That's very good to hear. I'm so glad. Yes, it's it's doing a lot better than that. But that was a really scary time as a business owner because you, you second guess yourself and you second guess your idea. And you're like, I'm yeah. doing all the things that everybody else is doing. I'm on social media, but why aren't I making those sales? So it's about what, wor- yeah. what works for you. Totally. And yeah, it does come with a bit of, of testing and trying, but I think failing fast is always important. And I think that's how we learn is from the tough stuff. Anyway, where do you want to see Bailey go over the next few years? Ideally, we'd love to be more in the U.S. market and other markets throughout the world. That's something yeah. that we're currently exploring now. Um, I'd love to see us uh, continuing to work with different charities and foundations to raise awareness about causes that's very near and dear to our heart. Of course. Yeah, and I'd love eventually for us to be able to support other women in business. Our dream is to have some type of fund where we can fund other businesses, um, whether it's in the cosmetic space or otherwise, but that's also really important to us. Yeah, is to be giving back. I love that. And you actually... Um, run a leadership camp for young girls as well too on the weekends because you have so much extra time on your hands. But I think it's just a testament to that just being such a core part of who you are as well too, which is amazing. Yeah. I I always think I've, I've had so many people who came before me that made sacrifices so that I could have these opportunities. And I feel Mm -hmm. an immense responsibility to do the same and working with the girls in the community that I grew up in, I'm able to talk to them about having ideas similar to what we're doing for Bailey, talking about brainstorming and using creativity to come up with solutions to even some of the world's most pressing problems. We right. sit down and we're able to develop action plans to actually make those things happen. And it clicks for them. They say, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, when I have an idea, I write it down or I say it out loud, I can actually make it happen. And that's exactly wow. what I want them to learn. That's incredible. And it, you actually just gave me goosebumps because I have young nieces, not not so young anymore, um, but nieces who are now thinking about like what they want to be when they grow up in a real way, not like they're not four years old going like, I want to do whatever because they're into, you know, they want to be a Paw Patrol guy. Like that's not, they're talking about real jobs now. And so when they, when we have conversations, I feel like I have a responsibility to them to show them not just the fun side of what my working life looks like, like what is also hard. And when they have dreams and ideas to talk to them about like fostering those things, like my one niece is obsessed with designing houses and she showed me her sketchbook over the summer and she's 11 and she's designing real homes with actual to scale furniture and all these cool things and so I was like oh my gosh like try I said one day like when we're going to renovate our house let's do something together and I actually want I, I mean that giving kids an opportunity to see their dreams turn into something whether it's a small project or something big I think will form who you are forever I did not grow up in a household where we were limited by being girls or or whatever the case may be living in maybe a not a super huge city or anything like that and I think 
the world was our oyster and we were encouraged to try anything. And so I, I feel that responsibility too, for the women around me, whether they're young or other business owners to say like, we need each other and we really actually do need each other and, and walk the walk and not just talk the talk. And I think that's so important so that this next generation of girls comes up really equipped to have a voice and to do the things that make them happy. Absolutely. And I think if we don't do that, who will? Um, totally. There's so even when we think of beauty advertising, and there's bump, constantly bombarded with what beauty is or what women can be, and so if there aren't any positive influences in their lives to kind of say something different to them and to uplift them and to empower them, and I always hesitate when I say empower because I think oftentimes when we are talking to young girls. We're thinking, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, they don't see themselves as leaders. But what I've right. learned is that even at a young age, they already know that they have what it takes to achieve their dreams oh, and change so cool. the world. But as women get older, it's these messages from society or other people that make us doubt ourselves. And that's when mm-hmm. our, our perception of what we can achieve changes. So yeah. again, it goes back to it's so important to have those people in your life early on who are reinforcing yeah, you can do whatever you want. Oh, are you good at that skill? Absolutely go for it because yeah. the world won't be so nice and so kind. No, it's so true. I um, No, you've just made me <laughs> feel a lot of things because it's so true. And I think for myself, I'm 35 years old and I am now finally like living out the things that I think I would have been doing already had I been true to, you know, 10-year-old me. Erica and I recorded a podcast and we were talking about how when I was a kid, I was running lemonade stands and I could target my filthiest mouthed uncle with a swear jar to make money for the thing I was saving up more. And she was like, you knew how to market to people when you were a little kid. Like you knew how to be an entrepreneur from the beginning. And I never saw myself that way. It never was something that I thought that I could do. I love, you know, creating and making things. And so I, but I never thought to start a production company when I was 10 years old and the world got in the way of those things along the way too. So now that I'm making things and have the opportunity to connect with people and shine a light on what they're doing as well too, it's just been one of the greatest pleasures of I've had. And your two cents, we mentioned quickly that you were a part of that, our, our, both seasons that we've been making it, that's been the best joy is to say, okay, real fake meets in Halifax, as an example, we profiled her business in the same way we did for Bailey in the first season. And to be able to give someone a platform that we can help tell their story, mm-hmm. that's an incredible feeling to have. And so I just think staying true to that voice and finding a way to get it back if it gets lost somewhere along the way. So I'm really proud of you for championing, championing that because we need that. It's so important. Oh, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Um, So who are, speaking of which, this is a perfect segue, who are your role models and your biggest sources of inspiration, whether it's in life and work and Bailey? Ah, okay. Well, first I'd have to say um, my mom. Um, I just remember being young and having these wacky ideas of, okay, I'm in grade nine and I want to go to France (laughs) on my own. Okay, amazing. Uh, So I ended up (laughs) doing an exchange program and she just allowed me to be me. Sometimes she didn't understand what I wanted to do. Um, She wasn't actually able to graduate high school just because life and things that were going on. So she didn't really understand the kind of kid that I was and the ambition that I had, but she just let me be me. And I, had I had someone or had a parent who didn't allow me to do those things, I don't think I would be here today. Um, Absolutely. You know, other women I admire, of course, who's the most um, admired woman in the world is Michelle Obama. <laughs> of course, I love her. Uh, the yeah, best. who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> um, so, 
certainly I don't know her personally, but when I'm feeling down or I just need some motivation, I'll put on one of her speeches and it that gets me ready for my day. Um, yeah, she's incredible. There's also another American investor in the state, uh, American investor. Her name is Melody Hobson. And she's someone else who I admire very okay. greatly. She's very grounded in what she believes in. And that's always the kind of person that I strive to be. Amazing. Those are fabulous examples of women. Um, Michelle Obama was recently on a po- Conan O'Brien's podcast. Her and Conan O'Brien have struck up a friendship over the years. And it was just one of the most delightful conversations I've ever heard. She was promoting her new podcast. Okay. Um, and so if you ever need like the light side of Michelle Obama to just put a smile on your face, it was such a fantastic episode. And Bo barks in the background. Um, and okay. he gets like starstruck <laughs> by Bo. It's amazing. It's amazing. It makes me feel less bad about my dog like making noises in the background today. <laughs> well, the best part is your dog, Bo is also barking on our podcast. So this is like your Michelle Obama moment. Uh, which pretty is much. I love it. I, lo- I will take this. I will savor this it all, moment. It all comes full circle. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, what are you the most proud of so far in your career? Oh, that is such a great question. And I think it's so important to ask that question because we don't stop and reflect on what makes us no. proud. Ah. I'm guilty of that too. Yeah. Um, I definitely would say the work that I'm doing with the girls above all else, because at the end of the the day, I think the legacy we leave is based on the lives that we touch. And I hope that, Mm -hmm. um, this will help to change the trajectory of their lives. Like maybe they'll remember the time that we spent together and say, yeah, Ariel said I can do anything that I put my mind to. So I'm going to get out there and do it. And then I, I think number two is starting Bailey because I think, yeah. Um, oftentimes just getting started, whether it works out or not, is the hardest part. Um, yeah. So I'm really absolutely. proud of us for being able to do that. And then uh, building a business that will hopefully scale one day and being an inspiration to other women and women of color in the business Amazing. world. Well, those are a lot of things to be proud of. And it's not like you've been out in the in the world for decades and decades and decades. So you've got <laughs> an amazing, um, you've started an amazing foundation for yourself already. I think you know, from everything, I'm pretty picky about the brands that I really love. And I don't blow smoke when I say I love Bailey, like I really and truly do. But your branding is amazing. Your, it just even the packaging, it all comes down to all those textiles. And so when you were talking about, you know, fragrance being so emotional, you've been able to hit that through even your product and your packaging and how everything looks like it's something that I'm like proud to be like, oh, I, I keep it you know, it's not hiding in my medicine cabinet like my pink sugar was because I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm still wearing this, but I can't stop. So I think even those things are really what sets you apart from a lot of the other fragrances out there. You, to me, present like you are a Chanel or a Prada or whatever the case may be that way. So oh, wow. I think it's really well, cool so to have seen you go. You're very welcome. From one product snob's uh, point of view, <laughs> I'm happy to share my review that way. Um but yeah, I I think that it's, you know, you've got a really amazing thing going for you and I'm really excited to see where it goes as well too. Now, obviously, as you want to grow your business, you're, you are a small business. Through the pandemic, all of the things that are going on, you are on an online store already. But talking about supporting local and shopping local, it's more important than ever. It's been heartbreaking to see the amount of stores closing and, and what 
if they're not closed, even just the struggles people have to, you know, keep their businesses running during these times. So what do you think people can do to help support small business? Obviously buying from a small business is an amazing way to do that. But are you like, is sharing a post on social media helpful? Is connecting someone to another person who might be able to build them up helpful? Like what are the things outside of just buying in addition to buying, of course, that you think might help a business like yours or someone else's? Yeah, I I certainly think, of course, sharing and encouraging other people to to buy small business or buy local is important. But again, I think being a small business and still seeing every single sale come in and how that affects our bottom line and what we can or cannot do is the most helpful thing because yeah. most small business cash flow is very, very tight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe your sale or your friend's sale is what helps them meet payroll. So I think above all, using your purchasing power is the, the most important thing that you can do for any small business. Amazing. And I think I did something, you know, I'm getting pillows made by someone locally. I bought fabric from a local store and it's costing me maybe 15 or $20 more, but I've just supported two small businesses. I could have just gone to HomeSense and bought those pillows for probably the same price, maybe a little bit cheaper. But I was like, oh, I've also had amazing one-to-one experiences with the person sewing my pillowcases and the fabric store that was around the corner for me that I didn't know existed. And so it's not just the feeling that you get about buying something that you love is fantastic. But those personal connections, I think, are what makes the community of small businesses so special. Knowing a shop owner by name or knowing what that business really stands for, um, it's a great way to spend. Absolutely. And it makes your purchase so much more meaningful. Totally. And I'm really bad for um, hanging on to things that have sentimental value. (laughs) So I think that when I'm shopping local, I'm also maybe becoming a hoarder, but it won't stop me from (laughs) doing it. You're not getting rid of anything anymore. (laughs) Nothing anymore because they all mean too much to me. But no, I think in all seriousness, it's, it's such an important thing and silly things that, sorry, things that might seem silly, like where you buy your dog treats. I now go to my dog's daycare to pick that stuff up because they sell them at bigger places, but I would much rather make sure that that, you know, six or $7 purchase is going into the pocket of someone that I know who that person is. So I think even people making small shifts like that in everyday purchases can go a really long way and not even cost you personally more. Absolutely. It's, it's not about going big and, you know, completely redecorating your entire home and, you know, trying to buy local. It's those small purchases every day. It's like, okay, well, can I replace this item? Um, you know, can I maybe buy certain items at a farmer's market rather than going into a Sobeys? So totally. it's about just being conscious of those everyday little items that we buy and seeing how we can make a change in our routines. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, okay. This is a beauty podcast after all. So I would love to know the top three things that you do for yourself that makes you feel beautiful inside and out. Ah, okay. I love dancing. Oh, okay. That's something that I do just for me, just for fun. I always say I'm not the greatest dancer in the world, but when I'm dancing, I don't even care. That's amazing. (laughs) I love it so much. It makes me feel good. Um, The other thing is is um, getting dressed up uh, every day. Honestly, I I very rarely, until probably until COVID, have I ever been seen in sweatpants or Mm -hmm. sneakers. And it's not necessarily that there's anything wrong with that. But I'm always more comfortable when I'm in my heels and in my dress pants and a nice blouse. Yep. So anytime yes. that I can do that, I feel good. And um, getting my hair done. I love my hair. Same. I'm always changing my hairstyle. <laughs> well, you have a fabulous head of hair. I love your hair. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, uh, I would say last week it was kind of big curls with blonde. 
Uh, oh, amazing. So it depends on how I'm feeling. And then the next, the next week will be something different. I'll get braids in one week. So those are all things that make me feel good. I love that. It's funny that you talk about getting dressed because I think the change in the weather had me bummed out big time at the beginning of this week. And I'm like you. I remember one time going to school for a pajama day in high school, I think. And my dad was like, are you okay? And I was like, why? He's like, you're wearing pajamas to school. And I was like, oh yeah, like it's a theme. I, in high school even, I think I owned one pair of jeans. I was always in like dresses and like cute, like I loved getting dressed up. And then I went into the work the corporate working world and I looked super young for my age so I used to go like hardcore the other way like I'm gonna be in a structured dress with my tights and a pair of heels and I almost overdid it all the time because I felt like that's how I needed to present myself but I felt good when I was dressed up and so then ultimately I started putting fun colors in and sort of finding my way of being dressed up but not necessarily you know looking like a 75 year old woman at, at the time. Um, but now that I'm at home all the time, I'm finding it hard too. So I got dressed a couple of days ago and I did my hair and I did my makeup and I was like, Oh, this feels so much nicer. And I'm like, I'm in a hoodie right now, but it's like fun and has fun sleeves. Yeah, I like it. And so thank you. And I, it's like cropped. It's super fun. Even casual doing your hair and makeup and wearing something that makes you feel good I kind of let myself get into a little bit of a rut kind of because of the weather of going like okay I'm throwing in the towel you don't have to throw in the towel just do something that's nice for yourself it made me feel so much better I wasn't seeing anybody that day I put on a pair of slippers at the end of getting dressed but it felt so much better it makes a world of a difference I even feel more productive when I'm dressed up I don't even know why but maybe I'll stop calling it dressed up maybe it's just normal when I'm looking like normal normal. Ariel yeah exactly dress pants on sitting on my couch is there a beauty product that you absolutely love that you don't think you could live without besides Bailey of course (laughs) Yes, I love my Urban Decay All Nighter Setting Spray. Talk to me about this. It is the, I don't even know what to say about this product. You put on your makeup and sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, it just looks flat. You spray on your setting spray and you go from like a 10 to a (laughs) 100. It's magic. It's honestly magic. So I'm actually out of it right now. And I I don't even know how I'm surviving. My makeup just doesn't look the same. I feel like I'm thinking about it all day. It's not that serious, but this product is just, I don't even know. I just love it. You literally have like love hearts in your eyes right now when you're talking about it. That's amazing. I have been on a journey to find like a good setting spray because my problem is that I have really long eyelashes, but they're not really dark. So I have to wear mascara. Um, But then my... um, I'm pointing to you as I'm doing this. I get like all the dots from my mascara on my eyelids. And so I was told that a setting spray would stop that, which I found it has. So I've been using just a sample of the Smashbox one to see if I liked it. And I have found that it's really like kept everything together. But I like the idea of going from a 10 to 100. So I think I'm going to have to give this go. <laughs> okay, you've you convinced me. And let me know how it goes. <laughs> I absolutely will. Nothing would make me happier because it's funny. Those And again, those little things like spending on a bottle of Bailey fragrance that lasts for quite a long time. That's a little purchase that can make you feel really good. It supports a small business, makes you feel amazing. Buying a setting spray that you're obsessed with on a day that makes you feel a little bit better. Like that's money well spent. I agree. A hundred percent. I love it. That. Take all my money on setting spray. Yeah. <laughs> 
exactly. Okay, we know how to get you now. You're going to get targeted for so many settings spray ads after this conversation. I love it. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm so glad that I got to finally dig into your story and learn a bit more about you beyond what I already knew and loved. Um, if you want to go support Bailey, please go to their website. Um, they It's beautiful and their products are amazing and you will not regret a purchase you make. I can promise you that. Thank you so much for having me, Sylvia. It's been so fun. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you soon. And until next time, I'm Sylvia. And I'm Marielle. And this was Beauty. And Stuff. I just threw that at you and you crushed it. So <laughs> keep going along. I will talk to you again soon. Thank you. You're welcome. Goodbye. Well, I hope you enjoyed our chat with Arielle. Yes, that was so great. She's such an inspiring young lady, and I know she's going to just do incredible things with this business and all the other wonderful things she's got going on in her life, but I was very thankful that I squeezed a few minutes out of her busy day so that the world can learn more about her story. Yeah, that was so amazing. Thank you. And I I love learning about like entrepreneurs who like create products. I think that's so actually fascinating, like how they do that and how it starts and like it's... I, just, I think because I think like it seems impossible to me I'm like always very impressed when someone's like oh I have a product line or I created a fragrance like how do you do that exactly well now we know which is very exciting and I was excited that she went into so much of that because I find it fascinating too the things that I do kind of just require my brain and so it's really impressive when someone has like a thing to show for themselves so yes, um yeah it was cool. really exciting and, so yeah it, um, yeah no sorry go ahead no, I was just going to say good reminder to shop local. We had some great tips on how to support small businesses right now. Um, and so, yeah, whether it's Bailey or another small business that you love, now is the time to show them that you love them and you want them to stick around by supporting them. Yes. Amazing. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Sylvia. I'm Erica. And this was Beauty. And Stuff. Goodbye. Bye.